You're listening to Beyond Leadership. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Chipchinski, and I want to use the lessons I've learned from 15 years of leadership experience in business, politics, nonprofit, and the military to help you break through the BS of everyone else's expectations so you can lead as your authentic self. Join me every week as I give you tangible ways you can have more influence, more cohesion, more innovation, and more peace of mind when you lay your head down at night. Because leadership is about so much more than just leading. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey friend, welcome back to the Beyond Leadership podcast. You are in for such a perfectly timed treat today. I have as a guest on the podcast today, Sarah Light, creator of The Soul Planner, to talk about time management and going into the holidays with Thanksgiving literally just a week away and all the rest of the holidays so close behind. How can we not focus on properly managing our time, setting boundaries, so that we have the happiest strange holiday season of our lives because we all know this is going to be a different kind of holiday season but time management healthy boundaries goal setting all of that plays into what the holidays really end up looking like for us so with that let's dig right in Sarah thank you so much for coming on the podcast today um Like I said in the intro, we're really excited to have you and to be talking time management, especially moving into a new year after what has been a crazy, ridiculous year. So welcome. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. It's my favorite topic to talk about. So I appreciate you letting me chat about it. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because uh, I asked Santa Claus for my soul planner for Christmas. Uh, and just absolutely fell in love with not just the beautiful design of it, but with everything that is included in the actual planner itself. So tell me a little bit more about you and I guess what inspired you to get into the business of planner creation? Planners, I know. How random. Well, I was an entrepreneur. I, I was in direct sales and always found myself just making my own planner because I do love cute planners, but most of the ones that I found weren't enough for someone that was um, trying to run a home and a business at the same time. It was like either or. And so I had some really specific needs, some scheduling needs that I just had to piece some things together. And I was fine just cutting and pasting, going to Kinko's or FedEx and getting it printed. But then I also had friends in the same industry running side businesses that also needed the same thing. And it was just one day I realized, I think there's a need out there. I think there's a lot of women that are in the same position I am. I mean, I searched online in stores, like everywhere. And um, then I realized, I think this is a need I could, I could help meet out in the marketplace. Yeah, absolutely. So what makes then the soul planner different from any of the other hundreds of planners you can get at Target or online or from these cute little shops. Like I'm a planner girl. I've always been a planner girl and I know there's hundreds out there. So what makes the sole planner different? Yeah. And I love that there's a lot of planners because there's a lot of different types of people and a lot of different needs. 
if you have found yourself and we, you and I talked about this earlier today, like you have a notebook for your goals and a notebook for your, your scheduling. And then when you go to a conference and you take notes or you're on a phone call and you're taking, you have like all of these different notebooks or pieces of paper or post-its. And I wanted to create a system where you could catch everything in one place. Um, so when you're on the go, you just have everything in one notebook. So the soul planner is a place where you can um, goal set and keep track, like actually break down your goals right there in the planner, keep track of them, morning routine, priorities, all of that. So, but in addition to those things, actually have a meaty schedule where it's like every half an hour, you have a place um, to write things in, to-do lists every day. Um, so you're going to have really detailed scheduling, but also all those other pieces of notes, goals all together. Yeah. I, I love that. I'm a super detail oriented person. And sometimes it's a struggle to find something where I can actually break it down. Like this is what I'm doing in this 30 minute increment or yeah. like, I don't just need a, a spot for all of my stuff during the day. Cause all my stuff during the day doesn't fit in that spot. Yes, exactly. I really, I appreciate that you took the time when you were creating this to, to think of the, the women like me who are moms and entrepreneurs and maybe also have a yes. full-time job and are running a house and running a business and trying not to run out of energy. Right. Our time That's is so precious. So to really utilize your time well and be really intentional with it. Mm -hmm. um, you might need a tool to help you do that. And that's what the planner is for. Yeah. So let's talk more about that. So why is it so important to take control of your time? The interesting thing about time is how everyone has the same amount of it. And I love that because we're all in the same playing field. It's all equal. We all have the same time. And no matter how wealthy you are or how privileged you are, you have the same amount of time as anybody else. So we are all accountable for our time and we need to be just manage it well. And time passes, you never get it back. There's just so many unique factors about time that uh, requires us to be responsible with it. So to take control of your time is gonna change your, your days and your weeks, your months, and eventually your years. So we kind of talked earlier before we started recording about some of the obstacles to time management, which I think is, is so important because people don't really realize, like, you're right, we have the same 24 hours a day. It doesn't matter if you're me or if you're Beyonce or if you're Taylor Swift or Oprah, like, right. I've got the same 24 hours. So what are some of the, the things that get in the way for someone like me, someone like you that prevent us ultimately from becoming Oprah? Yeah. Um, one big thing that we can all probably relate to is the obstacle of just being distracted distractions, distractions all day long in all different forms with all different types of intensity. <laughs> and um, distractions can knock you off course. It can take you away from what's most important. Um, <clears throat> and so I think one way to combat distractions and to try to hone in your skill of focus is being intentional with your time and the way you write, actually like writing it down on paper really helps your mind focus on a task and the other thing that helps um, combat distraction is 
um, small progress. So just small little bits of progress is extremely motivating. And it's something highly overlooked by most people, the power of making progress. And the other obstacle that I see a lot is just um, like vagueness, like abstract. I have this huge goal I want to work on and I have no idea what that has to do with me today at this moment. How do I connect where I am at right now with where I want to be in like five years, let's say, or like, I want to be a more wise woman. Like, how do you break that down? (laughs) So, um, breaking it down into something you can make progress in not only will help fight distraction because a small step is easier to stay focused on than like such a big task like that. But it's so motivating too when you see progress and your brain just starts figuring out ways to take the next step. It allows you to figure out what is my next step? What should I be spending my time on? Does that make sense? It does. So what your system is, right? It takes, we look at like big goals that we have, like in the next year, like when I'm setting up my planner for the next year, I say Mm -hmm. in the next year, I want to be, at X point in my business, right? And they kind of take me from there how we would break that down. So say abstract doesn't really work here. So let's put a a number to it. Say I want to make $100,000 in the next year, or I want to grow my podcast by this many followers downloads, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you overall decide where am I heading? The the big goal is helpful. So you know, at least what direction you're heading. And along the way, you'll be able to make decisions like does this align with that big goal or not. Um, now from there, it's essential to break it down into smaller steps. You do not have to figure out for the next 12 months, what am I going to be doing? Um, all you need to do is think about this next maybe month would be a good most people can wrap their brain around the next couple of weeks. Like this big goal, what could I do this month that would just move me forward, move me closer to that goal? Mm-hmm. And then just taking those baby steps, breaking it down even more. Cause let's say your monthly goal was, is to, um, buy a podcast microphone. <laughs> like that might be the first step. And so many people overlook the, that baby step. Cause they're like, well, duh, that's just part of it. No, like write that down and check it off because that is a measurement of progress and that will motivate you. And that way at the end of the month, when all you did was buy a podcast microphone, instead of feeling like a failure, like I didn't get a million downloads yet. You're like, I did what I said I was going to do. I bought the microphone and now I'm ready for the next step. And you want to feel successful. You don't want to feel like a failure. So the more you can break it down in a month and eventually into your day, your week and your day, the more successful you'll feel and the more motivated you feel. Um, One big thing I recommend is not to set too many big goals at one time. Because usually at the beginning of January, you're like, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. I'm going to get a million downloads. I'm going to have a new website. And you're going to do all these things at once. And then at the end of January, you're like, wow, I only did one tiny thing. Like what a failure. I'm done. Like throw my planner out the window when like that one thing needs to be celebrated so you can move on to the next thing. Um, So the system of the soul planner is to really help you narrow and focus down at one or two goals at a time, break it down for the month, break it down for the week, and actually move it from like, here's my goal to like, here is where, where it's showing up this day in my schedule, where I'm spending my time. Um, so you actually know each week that you're making progress on it. It's very like hands-on act, act 
very um, action oriented. And mm -hmm. so you can see the progress moving forward and there's no ambigu ambiguity left to your goal. Hey friend, I know I've never done a commercial before, but I'm so glad you are loving the Beyond Leadership podcast. Your love and support over these past couple of months has helped get messages of leadership beyond the traditional boardroom setting out into the world for leaders just like you and me. As much as I love creating new content for you, I need to take a few weeks off to revamp and level up for season two, which I promise will come out in early January. In the meantime, however, I wanted to let you know that I've come up with a way you can work with me. From Thanksgiving through the new year, I'm going to be offering 90-minute leadership deep dive sessions so that we can work one-on-one -on -one specifically on what's holding you back so that you can go into 2021 full steam ahead to create the team and legacy that you have been dreaming of. I'm not opening up slots until Thanksgiving week, but I wanted you, my friend, my loyal listener, to be one of the first to know. If you're interested in learning more, go to the link in the show notes and get on the wait list. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to get rid of what's keeping you from leading the way you were meant to. Like I always say, it's time we cut through the bullshit. You know you can do this. I know you can do this. Let's do it together. Something that we didn't really talk about, but now I'm interested in knowing, 2020, right, has been a whole thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's been forget. a lot for a lot of people. And have you noticed um, in your interactions with people or in your own life, how has your goal setting changed or had to adapt to everything that this year has been. Mm -hmm. Have you seen people setting more goals, bigger goals, or have you seen people kind of just saying, well, it's 2020, F it. <laughs> right. Well, I've seen both. I've seen it all. <laughs> I have literally seen someone throw their planner in the trash. Um, <laughs> however, uh, the people that were clear on what's, imp what's important to them, this is also a, a big piece of managing your time and goal setting, not just what you want to accomplish, but who you want to become and what's most important to you. It has to be threaded into there as well, because when something happens that's monumental like 2020, and it's just like wave after wave after wave of huge change, transition, what's next, unknowns. So to know like who you're trying to become and what you want your life to look like, you can easily change the, like the to-dos. They become much easier to pivot um, when you know like that core of like who I wanna be and where I'm trying to go as a person. Um, <clears throat> so the, the people that were clear on that were able to pivot really clearly or the people that were willing to get clear on that when it happened, when they realized everything has been pulled out from under me um, and they got clear on that, they did really well. Um, moving forward. Yeah, I thought that I was super clear on my goals at the beginning of 2020. And, you know, I was the one who was beginning of January, hashtag 2020 perfect vision, right? And then <laughs> what happened, but I had a, a wonderful group of people uh, and, and coach to help me work kind of through that. Mm. Oh, shit, what does it look like now? Yeah. And yeah. I think that's so important for people to 
remember not just for 2020, but moving into 2021 because, <laughs> sorry friends, but you're not going to wake up on January 1st, 2021 and have realistically anything be different except the number on the end of your calendar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, we're still going to be in the middle of a global pandemic. We're still going to potentially be in a contested presidential election. Mm -hmm. Like Things aren't going to, bam, change because we got a new calendar or a new planner. Mm -hmm. Right. So the ability to get clear on that is so important. I agree. It could technically be a worse year. You never know. Oh I'm, I'm just saying. Here's hoping. Oh no, but there doesn't have to be defeating. It could be, you know, if you're solid on where you want to be, mm -hmm. you can still do that. Like you still have control over that. And so hopefully that that brings hope rather than doom. No, it does bring hope. Um, so one of the other things that I love about the planner and having the ability to to schedule out my hours. Um, is something that I have really been focusing on uh, in 2020 because of 2020 and especially moving into the holidays is putting boundaries around my time. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just talking like, not just boundaries around my family time, but also boundaries around the time that I'm working on my business mm -hmm. or boundaries around the time when I'm actually working my nine to five job. So yeah. can we talk a, a little bit about why it's so important to have those, those really healthy boundaries around all of the things that we're doing realistically? Yeah, I think um, that is super wise, Sarah, because we are human beings and we're capable of a lot. We're capable of more than we even know, but we're still a finite human being at the end of the day that cannot do everything. You can do anything, but not everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you, you have to sleep every night, like at, try to not sleep for three days. You cannot do anything after that. <laughs> you ever had a newborn baby. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like you realize very quickly how limited you are, but I, I want to encourage everyone to embrace that and not try to fight that. If you try to fight it, you cram so much in, but if you embrace it like you have and put in boundaries and put in some margin, then the time that you do have becomes just so much more rich. It's full. You're at your best. You're the most creative you've been. You have more to give to the people in your life when you put those margins in. And like we all know interruptions come inconveniences happen, the unexpected happens, your neighbor stops by. And sometimes those are like the sweetest moments in our life is those random unexpected interruptions. And if you are scheduled from night to day, nonstop, those, um, those interruptions can be so in, inconvenient and you can become really bitter at them sometimes and you can miss out on some really sweet moments so one of the other benefits of having margin and having boundaries is that you leave room for some of the unexpected blessings in your life and some of the un, you know, the sporadic, like, I would just want to go do this, especially people that don't really love planning. I know there's lots of people that like, ah, don't put me in a box, but sometimes just embracing the boundaries a little bit brings way more freedom to the rest of the day. You can say yes to things that you weren't able to say yes to before. Doesn't it? Placing those boundaries too also helps you recognize and value and appreciate what you do have in that moment. Yes. Like I remember having my tiny baby at home, tiny, tiny baby, and 
not being in the moment while I'm rocking him to sleep, right? Because I've got my earbuds in and I'm on a work call. (laughs) What is that? Why do we do that to ourselves? So putting those boundaries in place, but right. Allowing for those, those other things that come up. Yeah. My new saying is like, if you are not in my home between the hours of five and 8 PM, you don't get my time. Mm. Yeah. And of course, exceptions are made, things come up, but like in general, like those are the very few hours I get with my family every day. So I need to, I need to safeguard that. I'm curious what it was like for you when you were narrowing down how you were spending your time and putting those boundaries up. Was it harder than you thought it would be, or was it easy to identify those priorities? So identifying the priorities for me was the easiest part. Um, I know I wanted to put those boundaries around and prioritize my family, um, prioritize me time, which is not something that I had ever done before 2020, and then prioritize what I'm trying to do as an entrepreneur, but also recognize that I do still have a full-time job outside of the home that is actually in this pandemic required more time and more energy from Mm -hmm. me than before. The difficult part for me was not the identification of what those things were, but it was the retraining of the people in my life who were used to me taking a phone call at 7.30 at night saying, Mm -hmm. yep, I'll drop everything and and do whatever you need, hop on my computer and get the thing done. Yeah. 7.30 at night is baby's bedtime. Yeah. (laughs) Baby's bedtime is sacred to mama now. Right. Trying to retrain those people was probably the most difficult part of it all. Yeah. People what didn't helped, want to accept it. Yeah. What helped you endure that and not go right back to your old habits? Being honest, I won't say that it doesn't happen sometimes. Right. But I think just being so steadfast and so clear on what I wanted to prioritize and being confident in who I am and having good relationships with the people that I work with, I had the ability to say like, Hey, you know what? I saw that you called me. Is it an emergency? Like a no kidding, actual emergency, or can I call you back tonight after he goes down or can we work on it tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And just asking the question, most of the time it was, Oh, it's fine. Don't worry. We'll get to it tomorrow. Or, hey, I'll shoot you an email, check it in the morning. How easy was that? (laughs) All you have to do is ask sometimes. Yeah, you had to be clear. That had to come first. Mm -hmm. But then once you were clear, you were able to implement the priorities. Yeah, absolutely. And just having the confidence to know this is what I want and this is what I'm going to get. And maybe it, it takes some reprogramming for other people. Maybe it takes some time and you're probably going to screw it up. But at the end, I feel so much better going through this year. Whereas I know a lot of people, you know, you're working at home and doing homeschool, raising kids, running the household, doing all the things and the boundaries really blur together. Mm -hmm. And that's just not healthy. Right. Right. It's going to make going back to normal whenever we get to go back to normal that much more difficult for people because that's going to be the new expectation. Yeah. And the cool thing about knowing your priorities and what's important is when you go through a season like that, like this, when you've never had to 
teach children and run a business and run a home and you have to like totally redo everything. Everything that has worked before is now not working. Like you, you can, you at least have a leg up on someone who's not clear. Um, when you know your priorities, when you know who you want to be, you're able to pivot, change, do what you need to do. Yeah. And I think one of the, one of the other things that helped me with that is something that I now realize is part of the soul planner and it's that brain dump. So it's something that I used to do again in my separate notebook on my separate sheet of paper and I'd always end up losing them, but I would go through every Sunday night and I'd say, okay, these are my appointments. These are the the non-negotiables that I have to be at that are already timed out. So work Mm -hmm. appointments, meetings, then I go through and I say, okay, this is what I want to put in that other spare time, like dinner with my family. That's a non-negotiable church on Sunday. That's a non-negotiable. Um, all of those things. And then just my to-do list of everything else that needs to get done this week, literally a brain dump. Yeah. And I used to do everything on there, but I have very quickly realized I don't have time to do everything on that list, nor should I have to do everything on that list. Right. There are other people that do things a lot better than I do. (laughs) Delegate, but that list and having the the confidence once again in knowing where I'm going, the direction I'm taking and being able to delegate that has been yes. so important. And I'm excited to have it all in one place yes. in 2021 so that I don't lose yes. my brain dump sheets every week. Yes. And the cool thing is anyone can do a brain dump. Even if you don't have a soul planner, you can get out a napkin or something, a receipt on the back and just start yeah. writing and clearing your mind. The more often you do it, like I recommend weekly, the easier it is to just get things out of your floating around your brain down on paper. Mm-hmm. And here's something that'll be different in the, in the new planner that um, you have, Sarah, there's a space to rank the brain dump. So once you make the brain dump, then you rank it. Okay. So what's out of everything on here? Um, what's number one, two, three, four, five, six, and you put it in order and it's great to look at it and be like the things at the very bottom, I probably won't get to these things if I'm honest. And am I okay with that? Because sometimes before I would uh, look at my brain dump and I would pick the easiest thing, like what's the easiest thing to do first. And it was most often not the most important thing, but when I rank it, I'm now like, okay, I got to go after one, two, and three first. And you end up that way. If I don't get anything else done on that list, I got the three most important things and I'm good. Like I feel on top of the world at the end of the week. Yeah. I used to be, I used to be the person who would write my to-do list. And the first thing on my to-do list would be write to do. Right <laughs> love it. There's something just satisfying okay. about getting to cross that off. Sure but I love so much. You gotta celebrate the small things. Like write to-do list, brush teeth, wake up in the morning. <laughs> oh, look, I just did three things. <laughs> so before we, before we get off our, our interview, I want to know what is your favorite part of the soul planner and what's been your favorite part of creating not just the planner, but the community around the planner that you have? It's hmm. a good question. Well, when I first made it, the very first thing, the very first page I made was the week at a glance. Like that's where you kind of live all week. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've got to have that like half hour, those half hour time slots And um, I love that it's laid out from like left to right, you know, Monday through Friday. I mean, you got your weekends in there too. 
and you can visually see it all at once. There's just some power in like seeing it all together. This is my week and it's like super full on this day and maybe lighter on this day. And you can just visually see and respond to your week when you see it all at once. But then it's also detailed. Like I love the big picture and the small picture all together on one page. Like I just needed that. So that's, that's my favorite part. Um, I love everything that feeds into this week, the brain dump and all of that. I love how you can be creative and do like bullet journal stuff in here, but it's also structured and you can just like flow through it if you need to. But I would say I, I just can't live without the, the half hour time slots and being able to see it all together. Are you like, are you a washi tape person? Are you a color coding person? What does the inside of your planner look like? I mean, I know nobody will see it right now. I know, but it's like, so. there's pencil, there's pen, there's crossed out. It's This week does not look that cute. But um, I do have a ribbon on the top. <laughs> I do I love that you cross things out. Yeah, I didn't even have time to get white out or anything. I just crossed it out. I love washi tape. I love colored pens. I do love all of that. I just don't have time to get to it every week. And so I... Like before when I did a full bullet journal type thing, like if I didn't get to make my, my, my spread, then I was completely lost. So I like how this is like, if I didn't get to the cute stuff, I can actually still have a really productive week and it's beautiful at the same time. Like I get everything and then the accessories and everything is just bonus when I have a little bit extra time and I get that therapeutic creativity side of me going. What about you? I color code everything. Like I, I think I have like four sets of the same colored pens and I've got one on my desk, one on my desk at work, one in my purse, one by the bedside table. (laughs) Everything's always color coded. But the other thing that I like nerdy little thing that I like to do is when I open my planner and start looking at my year ahead, you know, putting in the birthdays, the holidays, all the stuff that you do at the beginning of the year. I'll also write myself like random notes throughout my planner or like put stickers that are like, you're doing great. Or like, Hey, how are you doing today? Remember you're awesome. Like go hug your kid. Just, and then I'll, you know, I'll get to that page eventually when I get to it and I go, Oh, I am (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Love it. That's a great idea. Those little reminders in case nobody else gives them to you, (laughs) give them to yourself. Yeah. Yes. Sarah, how can people get in contact with you or order a soul planner in time for the holidays to put yeah. on a tree from Santa? So soul is spelled S-O-L. Mm-hmm. So really soul planners, Instagram, Facebook, soulplanners.com. As long as you know how to spell soul, um, you can find soul, a soul planner. Um, yeah, just remember like the sun each day. The sun goes around once each day. That's our time. That's why it's called the soul planner. Oh, I love that. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Uh, time management, obviously incredibly important and moving into the holidays with competing priorities is only going to be mm-hmm. that much more important. Uh, so I will link Sarah's Instagram and all of her stuff in the show notes and uh, we will be talking to you again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I sincerely hope that you got something out of today that you are going to be able to take and use on your journey to wherever it is you're going. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and share your takeaways on social media. Don't forget to tag me at Sarah Mayski on Instagram. While you're waiting for the next episode, 
please check out our exclusive Beyond Leadership community over on Facebook to connect with more like-minded and like-hearted individuals dedicated to learning, leading, and encouraging right alongside you every day. Until next time, let's go.